God had invested his image on men and women, and his glory is on display. A kingdom person, a kingdom man, a kingdom woman is to reflect God and his kingdom in such a remarkable fashion that people will want to know the kingdom that they represent. A kingdom woman, as we are focused in on this special Mother's Day weekend, a kingdom woman may be defined as a woman who positions herself under and operates according to the rule of God over every area of her life. I'd like for you to take your Bible, follow along with me in the book of Luke chapter number one, and we'll begin looking at verse number 34. We're going to take a moment and read through Luke one together, and we're going to take several of these verses only in the book of Luke, and we're going to uncover and unpack this together and study the word of God together. I love it. I love it. I love what God is doing. Luke chapter one, verse number 34 says this, and Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit, verse Here we go, verse 35. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. In the Hebrew, it says Ben Elohim, which means the Son of God. Ben Elohim, and behold, verse number 36, and behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren for nothing. Everyone say for nothing. Oh, you can do it one more time. Here we go. For nothing will be impossible with God. Oh, hallelujah. I love that that passage of scripture. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, I am a servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your your word. And the angel departed from her. Number one, as we study these verses together, I want you to know while we are focusing on Mother's Day, while we, there are men and women in here, this is for a kingdom person. So you can translate this and just say kingdom man or a kingdom woman or a kingdom son or a kingdom daughter or a kingdom uh, child. It doesn't really matter. But as we look at Mary, the mother of Jesus, happy Mother's Day to her. And what a special privilege that is to be chosen by God to be the mother of the son of God. Wow. God must have really thought highly of her. As a matter of fact, he did. The Bible says that Mary was highly favored. So number one, a kingdom woman is chosen by God. We find that out in Luke chapter one, verse 28. The Bible says, and he came to her and said, greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. 
And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Chosen by God. Favor of God. Ephesians 3.3 says, blessed the the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as, as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. God has chosen you. Before the foundation of the world, God knew you. God knew that my name would be Chantha Chim. Sounds a lot like chocolate chip. And God knew you. Number two, a kingdom woman operates in the spirit. A kingdom woman operates in the spirit. Where do we find that? Again, looking at Luke chapter number one, let's look at verse number 35 together, shall we? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the son of God. Did you catch that? The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. A kingdom person operates in the spirit of God. That's why Paul would often say, I die to self. I walk in the spirit. These are terminologies within the scriptures that acknowledge that we need to operate not in our flesh, not in our emotions, but operate in a realm that's much higher than all of those realms. It's the realm of the spirit and I submit myself to God. Mary said the exact same thing, and so she operated in the realm of the Spirit of God. She said, the angel said, the Holy Spirit has come upon you. There are people in your lives, in my life, in the life of this church, when you come around them, you just know they have a walk with God, don't you? There's just something about their temperament. All the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, meekness, kindness, temperance, peace, gentleness, all of these fruits of the spirit, they just abound out of their speech, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, out of their mannerisms, their their sweet disposition, the Holy Spirit, you can tell, just overshadows them. I love going to certain people. I actually look for them when I come to church because I know when I go around them, there's something about their spirit that I just love. You know what it is? It's not just them. Oh, they're good people, no doubt. But there's something about their spirit. Oh, the Holy Spirit of God. They they are operating under the control of the Holy Spirit, and they just have such a sweet disposition about them. I love it. And that's how Mary was. She was overshadowed. She wasn't a brash person. She wasn't an arrogant person. She wasn't one of those that that, that you obviously tell, always operating, very quick-tempered, very, very, that the emotions are always on their sleeve. Have you ever been around Pastor Doug Vogt and his wife, Alice? 
Dallas. You just love being around them. Why? Because, oh my goodness, they just have love of God around them. There are people in our church that are that. Are that. If you've ever met uh, people like that, you just enjoy being around them. You see, kingdom people, they operate in the spirit of God. Number three, a kingdom woman, again, a kingdom person, has a God-can spirit. Oh, I like Mary. Mary certainly was chosen by God. Mary certainly was, uh, was submitted to the Holy Spirit of God uh, and, and operated in the spirit, not in the, uh, in the flesh. But I love this part about Mary. A kingdom woman that has a God-can spirit. Look at Luke 1, verse number 34, and we'll see how we understand that. The Bible says, for nothing, everyone say nothing, will be impossible with God. So here she is. She took what was impossible and she said, well, with God, all things are possible. You see, in our humanistic mindset these days, we may just read the scriptures and we say, with God, oh, we'll just say something like that. I can do all things. Philippians, right? I can do all things. No, 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 no. That's that, that, that's a worldly mindset. That's not a biblical worldview. The Bible doesn't say, I can do all things. Be sure to finish out that verse. I can do all things, say it with me, through Christ. Don't forget that. Without God, it is, is not possible. And he reminds us in Luke 1, So he says this, and the word of God says this, for nothing will be impossible. You give people just a word of encouragement, and you just pat them on their back, and you may be a counselor, you may be a nice person, and you, and you say, don't worry. It, th- this is not an impossible situation. You're just giving them partial, partial information. I don't even want to say it's truth, because it's not truth until you acknowledge the word of God. The Bible says, thy word is truth. David said it best, cleanse me, O God, with thy truth. Cleanse me, purge me with hyssop. Search me, try me, know my ways. You see, the complete verse is, for nothing will be impossible, say it with me, with God. Don't just encourage someone with partial information. Give them the word of God. You see, the importance of the word of God when we just say impossible, I, here's how most people will spell it. I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L, impossible, right? God doesn't spell it that way. God spells it I am possible. You might need to write that down in your notes and in your Bible and remind yourself that through God and with God, it's all possible. And why don't you write the word impossible, and why don't you write a big capital H in front of it and learn to say, impossible, because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. God will see us through the storms of life. God will see us through the impossibilities of love. What man may seem and want as evil, God meant for good. Genesis 50, in the life of Joseph. Romans 8, 28, and we know, not we think, 
Not we wonder. We know all things work together for their good to them who love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. You see, words are really important and critical. In the beginning was the word, right? When before anything there was, God, the Bible says in the book of Genesis, that he spoke the worlds into existence. Even in the book of John and the gospels, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Words are critical. And so we've got to understand as we operate in the, in the spirit, as we understand that we are chosen by God, having a God cast spirit says, God, you can do all of these things. Say it so. You see, Mary didn't just say, well, I think that it's possible. No, no, she didn't say, I think it's possible. It was an impossible situation. She was a virgin. It was not possible to, for her to conceive. But she said, because the angel of God gave her a word. And so the angel visits Mary and the angel visits Joseph and says, listen, you are going to have a child. And that child is going to be Emmanuel. He is going to be, be Elohim, the son of God. And he is going to be in your, in your womb. And Mary received the word of God. And she said, let be according to your word. You see, sometimes we often, we do not take the promises of God at his word. word. I want you to notice the next, next a kingdom woman is submitted to God. Verse number 38, the key phrase, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to your word. We need to learn how to take the promises of God. You know, the Bible has many hundreds and thousands of promises all within the word of God. We don't know his promises because we haven't gone to the word. We need to be people of the word. We need to be lovers of the word. And that's why I love our church, because we cherish the word of God, because we are built on a foundation of the word of God, of the spirit of God. We are built, uh, we, we are redeemed by his shed blood. And we say this, because he has shed his blood for the church, we are his body and we are going to love the Lord. We are going to love the word of God. I love Psalm 119 because it talks about how his word is sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. I love how he says that the law of the Lord, the word of God, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimonies of the Lord are right. And the, 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 the goodness of God is, it makes the wise, uh, the, the simple, he makes them wise. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. This is the word of God, and we love the Bible at Church of God. Amen? But let's learn to take the word of God for the promises of God as God. You know, it's different. If you say, well, Chantha told me, you know what, Chantha, he can, he, he can fail because he's a human. Well, Jonathan Hardy told me, or Mike Vance told me, but it's much different when you say God, the, the word of God says. That's why the prophets of old would often say, thus 
saith the Lord. These aren't my own thoughts. At First Church of God, we don't preach whoever is up here. We don't just preach whatever we want to preach. No, no. This is the Holy Bible. This is the Word of God. And everything that comes out from this church is from the Word of God. And that's the way we want it to be. Submitted to God. Mary never wavered from her complete submission to God's will. Was she nervous? Probably, certainly. Was she unsure of her own abilities? Probably. Who wouldn't be? Why? Well, she was probably anxious about the prophecy, the part of her future that would include pain, of course. I remember when we, when we, have, we had our children, um, the first two children, we, we did not uh, know their gender on purpose. We wanted it to be one of those, those reveals, not the way they're doing it nowadays. Pop the balloon, it turns out blue, it turns out uh, pink, and then we'll know uh, in advance. You know, we're old school. And so we decided that we would wait the entire nine months until the delivery time. I remember, remember our doctor, Dr. Cardenas, we went into the hospital to deliver to Cabe, and we didn't know what gender he was. And, and we, I was anticipating, because you know, dad's, we want that first one to be a boy. And so I was praying in my heart, Lord, please let it be a, be a boy. Please let it be a boy. Jesus, please let it be a boy. And you know, I'm just so anxious. And there was a divide. Uh, Susan is laying down and the doctor's on this side, curtains over here. I'm on this side because that's what I can take <laughs> with mom over here. And I'm holding on to Susan's hand and I'm trying to encourage her in the Lord. Baby, you got this. You go, girl. You, you, you the woman. man. And I'm saying all these things. And you know what she said to me? Your breath stinks. <laughs> Literally in the emergency room. My wife holds my hand and she says, get away from me, your breath stinks. <laughs> I'd often tell my boys the same thing, your breath is kicking like a bag of ninjas. <laughs> Asian style, a little soy sauce, a little sriracha. And, and she was holding onto my hand as she said, your breath, get away from me, your breath stinks. She squeezed my hand and she said, go, I can do it, don't worry. And then I'm like, where do I go? I don't want to go on the other side of that, you know, divider. I have nowhere else to go. And the, the doctor pulled Caleb out and he held him. And he, before I knew what gender it was, he said, it's, uh, come on, doc, don't do that to me. You, congratulations, you have a boy. And I, we were so happy. And I said, woohoo! And that was our first, and later on, we were expecting our second, and Susan miscarried uh, several, several years later, and she miscarried. And for some of you family members that understand the emotion, that grieving time, and so we said, Lord, if you, would, if you would be so kind to give us another child, we would give him back to you. And of course, we dedicated all three of our children, just like up, up and grandparents did here today. And uh, God led us to the book of Mark, Mark 7, 11. And the book of Mark 7, 11 says, uh, Corbin, which is a gift to God or presented back to God. And so we ended up naming Corbin that name because he's a gift back to God. You know, when we learn to submit to God, we understand that every good gift and every perfect gift comes from God above. 
the father of lights where there is absolutely nothing but goodness from him. In one version, it says, but there is no guile. God has given us. And so when we learn to understand that everything belongs to God and it's a joy to give them right back to God, I submit, God, that this child is not mine. I'm just a caretaker. I'm just a steward of what you have given me. So I wanna honor you with the child that you have given me. Lastly, number five, a kingdom woman magnifies the Lord. A kingdom woman magnifies the Lord. Let's continue on in Luke chapter one. Let's look at verse number 46 together, shall we? After all these things, here's what Mary's response is to the angel. And Mary said, my soul magnifies the Lord and, and spirit rejoices in God, my savior. There's so much theology in this verse. I wanna unpack this portion with you in just a few minutes that we have. My soul magnifies. We are created in the image of God. We are made uh, at, at three parts, just as God the Father, God, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We are made in the likeness of God, and so he's given us um, three parts as well. Our soul, which is the seat of our, our emotion. That's what we think, how we feel. That's our soul. And then our spirit. That's what will live on for eternity with God in heaven. If you, are a, if you believe God and you have received God as your personal savior, you are going to spend eternity with him in heaven. If you've not, your soul needs to be, uh, your spirit needs to be raised up in life and you need to receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior today. So your soul and your spirit and then your body. Mary submitted all three to God. And so she magnified God. She says, my soul with everything that is within me, I magnify God. And then she says, she goes on, and my spirit rejoices because of God's goodness, rejoices in God, my savior. And then of course her body, she had already given her body, committed her body back to the Lord so that she can carry the baby that was going to be in her womb. All three parts, she gave back to God. Would you be willing to give all three of your being back to God? I you to notice another part of a doctrine that she teaches us, or the, the, the word of God teaches us here in this particular passage. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in, my, in God and my Savior. She's acknowledging, listen to this, she's acknowledging the Trinity all in this verse. The Lord God, the, 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 the Holy Spirit of God, and my Savior. Well, who is Savior of the world? Jesus Christ. The, the, the angel that visited her said, and you will name him Emmanuel, and he will be, uh, the, the nations upon his shoulders. And another passage says, he will save the world. The Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. He is going to save the world. Mary acknowledged all three of God's attributes right here. She was going to reflect her soul back to the, her soul back to the Holy Spirit of God, to back to the, to the Lord, to the Lord God, and then to the Spirit, uh, to, to, to the Savior of the world, the baby that she was going to carry in her womb. Amazing. Wow. The Word of God. A kingdom woman magnifies the Lord. 
Would you commit being a kingdom person and and learn to magnify God right back? Magnify him. Listen, chosen by God, operates in the spirit, has a God can spirit, submitted to God and magnifies the Lord. All five things. You see, the people of First Church, that's what we want to be. We want to be so kingdom-minded that we reflect the kingdom wherewith we have come from. We've come. The Bible says that we are chosen by God. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We come from, we are not just earthly children. God has called us to a heavenly realm. This world is not my, my home. I'm just a passing through. I love, I love. Let's bow together with me, would you? I wanna ask this question because you may be here to here today and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Last night, we had two people like that. This past week, we had someone who said, I do not know the Lord and today I want to receive him. And if you do not know the Lord as your personal savior, listen, our prayer partners, we wanna pray with you. Our pastors, our elders, we wanna pray with you. So if there's anybody like that today, and you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, but you want to receive the free gift of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, so that you can have an eternal home in heaven. Today, God loves you. He's already died on the cross for your sins, and all you have to do, the Bible says in uh, Romans 9 and 10, that if you will believe, and if you will receive the word of God and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. And if that's, that's you this morning in this room, would you just lift up your hand and just simply put it down? You say, Pastor, here's my hand. I'm not a Christian, but today I want to receive Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Here's my hand. I lift it up as a testimony of that. Is there anybody like that today? You know, lift it up and just put it down. Is there anybody like that today? We just want to rejoice and celebrate with you if that's you today. The Holy Spirit of God has been talking to you pressing upon your heart. I want to give it a moment. If there's anybody like that today, we'll just slip, simply put it up, put it up, and put it down. We won't call you out by name. We just, just want to rejoice in that, the decision that you want to make for the Lord. Well, I trust that we're all believers in this room. If we're not, listen, it's never too late. At any time, while you're here, try to pull me aside. Pull, our, pull one of our pastors aside or our wives aside, and we would love to share from the word of God, how you can know. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if you, are, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. I trust that we're all believers then and maybe to do business with God. We have altars that are available where you can pray and you can make a commitment to God. While we're doing that, we have family members that have dedicated their children to the Lord, and we want to pray a blessing over them. So if you're a pastor or an elder in the room today, would you find one of the families, and would you just pray over them? Uh, So I want to invite any of the pastors and elders to, to take a moment and stand and come join any one of these families and just pray over them and pray a blessing over them that they've dedicated their children to the Lord, all right? Let's all stand to our feet, shall we? And you do business with God as God has uh, led you to do so.
church family. Happy Mother's Day. We've got a photo booth. Uh, this is for everyone, so please take a moment. And the lines may be long, but it goes by quick. Dr. John Cranman and his team are excellent in what they do. Pastor Nate is back there. And then for everyone that's here, we have a very special gift for all the women. So be sure to pick up one of your recipe cards with a little gift from First Church of God. Have a blessed day in the Lord. God bless you. Love you. Thank you.